Hello, everybody, and welcome to In-Depth, presented by the San Antonio Express News. My name is Luis Vasquez, and I'll be your host as we bring in journalists to give us an inside perspective into the stories they bring to the Express News each week. Today, I'm joined by Texas Longhorn insider Nick Moyle. He joins the show to talk about the Longhorns' impending split from the Big 12. Welcome to the show, Nick. How are you doing today? I'm good. How are you, Luis? Early Saturday morning. Um, <laughs> so tell me why this is a big deal and uh, and maybe some context behind it. Yeah, well, this is a pretty massive deal, not only for Texas. I mean, it is obviously a pretty huge deal for Texas. I mean, even so much so that we're getting, you know, state lawmakers involved in this to try to stop Texas from, you know, leaving the Big 12 and kind of leaving the other schools, you know, TCU, Texas Tech and Baylor. So it's sort of in the dust here to fend for themselves. But yeah, this essentially would be sort of the the first domino falling of if Texas and Oklahoma were to leave the Big 12 and join the SEC, then it would sort of start this, you know, spiral effect where eventually we're probably going to end up with, you know, four mega conferences that are maybe four or 16 to 20 teams. And that'll kind of leave the rest of the NCAA out. And, you know, the NCAA itself, I think, is probably headed into its own doom in the next decade or so, just with, you know, the opening of, you know, name, image and likeness rights and what's happening with, you know, the conferences sort of taking power into their own hands. But yeah, this is probably going to fundamentally change just the landscape of, you know, major college athletics, not only in Texas, but also, you know, across the country. I mean, this is really going to be the first step in really a consolidation of, you know, all the major power programs. And it's really going to even, you know, widen the gap between the haves and the have nots. And, and, you know, that's already been pretty wide in years past. And I think that's only going to continue to grow. But yeah, the news that, you know, the Houston Chronicles, Brent Zwerman, you know, he, he broke the story of the summer at big uh, SEC media days. And it was just, you know, one week earlier, Big 12 media days, you know, Big 12 commissioner Bob Bowlesby is, is kind of joking about realignment and expansion saying, hey, you know, you know, I'm, I'm glad nobody asked me the question this year. And he kind of joked about how he didn't see it happening in the near future. And then literally a week later, you know, Bowlesby staring down the storm of Texas and Oklahoma, you know, the two blue bloods, the two linchpins of the Big 12 conference, you know, two of the founding members in 1994, getting ready to leave the conference. And if they leave the conference, well, that's that's the end of the Big 12. So that's kind of where we're at right now. Um, you know, this process is in its sort of early stages with, you know, still waiting for Texas and Oklahoma to make that formal declaration of their intent to withdraw. Then they can really kind of start the formal process of, you know, engaging in discussions with the SEC or even, you know, for Oklahoma, they might look at the Big Ten. But yeah, that's sort of where we are right now. It's going to be a total change in the college athletics landscape, and it's going to happen very soon. We were talking briefly before the before we started recording, and you mentioned the name, image, and likeness, and how big of a story that was. And you were you were wondering, like, what would what could overshadow that? Are are these two things in any way related? Are players going to be able to profit more if, I mean, when? Texas and OU go to the SEC. Does that mean more money for the students, a bigger platform? Who are some of the winners and losers here? Yeah, so I don't know that there's a necessarily a connection between you know name, image, likeness um, legislation coming into effect in July and this news coming out. Um, you know, Texas and Oklahoma have. I mean, they've actually done a really good job, kind of keeping these chats under wraps for the past few months. But they've been in discussion with the SEC and they've been in discussion with with each other. They've kind of been in lockstep throughout this whole thing about, you know, making plans and setting the stage for for an exit from the Big 12. 
Um, but look, there's there's no doubt that the SEC brand is probably the most powerful brand in college athletics. Now, the Big Ten actually makes a little bit more money each year. But the SEC, especially when it comes to, you know, the college football cash cow, that pretty much, you know, helps all these athletic departments even operate. You know, without football, Texas Longhorns are operating at probably a 60 to 70 million dollar loss every year. Um, and it's like that at most programs around the nation. So this is really about, you know, getting in on that next big uh, media rights contract. And, you know, that was one of the issues with the Big 12 is it kind of was really lagging behind its peers in that term. Uh, in that regard, you know, the SEC um, and ESPN agreed on a 10 year, $3 billion contract that ta- uh, sets in effect in, I think, 2025, which is when most of the existing media rights deals are up. So essentially, Texas will be able to go in and, you know, and get a chunk of those payouts. Right now, the Big 12 is paying out about $37 million a year. Um, Commissioner Bowlesby said that could go up to $40 million a year. But if Texas jumps ship and heads to the SEC, those, you know, media rights payouts um, from the SEC could be up to 60, 65 million dollars just to start. And that could eventually snowball up further, even into 80 million dollars. I mean, it's a substantial amount of money. And even if Texas has to get rid of a Longhorn network, they could make it work just because the SEC um, network is owned by ESPN. They have an existing contract. You know, Longhorn Network can just fold and ESPN can sort of eat that and not have to worry about it because you still have the Texas brand under your umbrella. Um, and I think for the players, you know, it's probably going to help them. I don't know if it's necessarily going to be a huge boon for them because at Texas, you have the visibility regardless of what conference you're in. But yeah, certainly, I think it's pr- and it's probably going to help with high school recruits, too. And you say, hey, not only can you come to Texas and benefit from this brand and use it for, you know, name, image, likeness purposes to kind of get yourself out there. You also have the SEC brand, which especially when it comes to, you know, football, you know, men's basketball, the two money, money making sports, the only two money making sports in college athletics, you know, the SEC is obviously they have football and in basketball, they've been one of the better conferences in the nation um, for the last few years. So yeah, it's definitely going to be, I mean, as always, especially in college athletics, you know, it's about the bottom line. It's about cash. It's about getting in on the next big deal. Um, and that's what Texas and Oklahoma are doing. You know, they saw sort of where this was all headed and they decided to to jump ship before everything sort of takes effect in the next few years with the new media rights deals. Um, so, yeah, it's probably going to end up benefiting, you know, the, the student athletes at some point. But it's, you know, this was done to benefit, you know, Texas, to benefit, you know, the athletic department, the programs themselves. What does that mean for people who are going to watch on TV? Did, I feel like... This is all back-end stuff is what you're telling me? Yeah. So essentially, even when Texas and Oklahoma decide to um, leave the Big 12 and they're most likely going to inform the um, the conference of their you know intent to withdraw this coming Monday, um, which would start the process. It's about an 18-month process from you know the notice date until when you can actually withdraw. Um, and there is a buyout that's included in that too which essentially is equal to the, you know, the amount that the conference would have paid Texas out over the final two years of its membership. So let's say, you know, they were paying out um, 37, $38 million a year. Bowlesby said that could, you know, maybe go up to 40 over the next two years. So could be looking at maybe an $80 million buyout for Texas to leave early. And the Big 12 would still hold those rights to, you know, broadcasting Texas football, to broadcasting Texas basketball games and, you know, still receiving revenue from that while Texas would not be able to because they would be on their way out. You know, it's part of the Big 12 bylaws. Um, Now, it's likely Texas probably wouldn't pay a full buyout. I'm sure they would be able to 
come to some sort of settlement. That's that's what happened um, in the last phase of realignment. I believe it was, you know, Maryland had to pay like a $50, $60 million exit fee or something like that to join the Big Ten. I believe they ended up settling for half of that. Um, so I think you can see that with Texas and Oklahoma. That they certainly don't want to wait until 2025 to actually join in the leagues and jump in there. So I think you could probably see this happening, you know, as in a year, maybe two. Um, this year, obviously, nothing's going to happen. It's a little too late for that. But I could definitely see by, you know, 2023, you know, an SEC that has 16 teams, that includes Texas, that includes, you know, Oklahoma. And you can see the rest of these Big 12 teams like Baylor, Texas Tech, you know, TCU. They'll definitely be in other conferences. At this point, they're all kind of scrambling. I mean, you even have a Big 12 member Kansas kind of reaching out to the Big 10 about possibly joining them. And, you know, obviously from a football perspective, Kansas isn't very attractive, but always one of the best basketball programs in the nation, have pretty good Olympic sports. So that'd probably be a pretty soft landing spot for a school like Kansas. Um, and you can look at other schools like, you know, Texas Tech, TCU, you know, they could possibly end up joining the Pac-12, merging with the AAC, uh, ACC. Um, so it's just, there's a lot of moving parts of this right now. Um, and as soon as Texas and Oklahoma sort of make this official, or really even before, now that it's kind of out there and the wind blowing, um, you have all these other schools that are, you know, are kind of desperate and reaching out to conferences and scrambling because they want to make sure that they get in on these media rights deals and, you know, have a, have a home and, you know, know that there's going to be money coming in and, you know, annual payouts. Um, so yeah, I mean, the big 12 sort of went as, you know, Texas and Oklahoma went. And even if one of them were to leave, uh, which is why I think they kind of did this whole thing and, you know, kind of union together, they were very much, you know, step for step on this thing together, almost holding hands. Um, you know, there's not a big 12 without Texas and Oklahoma. Um, mm-hmm. so at this, at this point, you know, it's, it's going to be a total realignment. It's going to be a total shifting landscape. Um, yeah, this is one of the more substantial stories, you know, in recent years in, in college athletics, even like you said, sort of overshadowing the name, image and likeness stuff that was, you know, kind of dominating the conversation for the last, you know, year, year and a half. So they're going to do their uh, intent to withdraw on Monday. Is there any way this doesn't go through or, or who, who, is in charge of these decisions at the at the very top of this is it right well there's there's really not much that the uh the big 12 is able to do to to block this move from happening um like i said you know there there will be some you know buyout costs associated with texas you know leaving i mean you know the membership agreement is like look they you know all the conference members agreed to remain a member of the conference for 99 years beginning july 1st 2012 you know, obviously, there hasn't been a college athletics conference that existed for 99 years. So, you know, there are there are ways out. There are exits. And like I said, you know, it's that 18 month process from issuing the, you know, the, the notice date of the intent to withdraw until the full withdrawal. So, you know, it is not like it's going to be an immediate thing. Um, Texas and Oklahoma will still be in there for, you know, a year and a half at least. Um, you know, the Big 12 will still have all of their rights fees. Um, but the schools like... Baylor, you know, that Baylor released, this, you know, a statement, Oklahoma State released a statement. They were very, you know, upset with Oklahoma. Um, but there's really little they can do. And it's sort of the same thing in the SEC. Um, the SEC needs 11 of its 14 members to vote to approve um, the addition of a new school. Um, and really, at this point, the only school that would really have any opposition and the only school that's actually voiced any opposition is obviously Texas A&M. Um, but really at this point, that would be more of a ceremonial no vote than anything, um, because there just aren't, you know, 
two other teams that are going to vote against adding, you know, Texas and Oklahoma to the brand. Um, there's just too much money to be made. Um, it just would make you by far, you know, the most powerful and exciting conference in the country. Um, so I don't see other than Texas A&M and, you know, maybe maybe Missouri was a little bit salty about it at first, but I think they've sort of come around. I mean, the SEC wants this. Texas wants this. Oklahoma wants this. The Big 12 doesn't want it. Obviously, they, they were as blindsided as anybody, which is probably, you know, an indictment of the Big 12 itself. And maybe another reason why, you know, Texas and Oklahoma would want to leave a conference that doesn't even, you know, know that they're sort of trying to, you know, shuffle away right under their own nose. Um, but yeah, so it's 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 interesting, um, you know, how, how this is all going to play out. But there's really little that can be done to block it. And like I kind of alluded to earlier, there's even, um, you know, state representative Dan, uh, Dustin Burroughs, who is um, up in the Lubbock area. He's a Texas Tech grad. He filed um, a bill the other day to essentially, um, what did it say here? It said, governing board of each public institution may not change membership in a college athletic conference without passage of a concurrent resolution by a majority vote in both legislative chambers. So essentially, they're saying, you know, any public institution would not be able to change conferences without the approval of the Texas legislature. Um, this is all sort of, you know, political theater, you know, posturing. It's, you know, there's, there's no chance that a bill like this is going to pass. But it just shows you how, you know, emotional this this whole scenario has been, this whole situation has been. Um, you know, there were 34 co-authors on, on that bill, too. So, you know, it's not just boroughs. It's, you know, the, the people in Waco, the people in Lubbock that kind of feel like they're getting left out, left behind, which in a sense they are. But look, if you're texting OU, you, you have to do what's best for you. And, you know, as angry and as frustrated as the other programs in the Big 12 might be and even as A&M might be, um, there's really not much that can be done to block this move unless somehow uh, Governor Abbott, who is a UT alum who hangs out with McConaughey all the time, who's literally <laughs> at every single football game, decides to block this move or somehow or to insert himself into the situation, which I, I just absolutely don't see happening. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it's going to be kind of a lot of shouting into the wind by a lot of people, a lot of conferences, a lot of programs. But at this point, it's, you know, the wheels are in motion. You can't really stop this train. All righty. Well, Nick, I really appreciate your insights. And uh, thanks for taking time out of your Saturday morning to, to join. Yeah, me. no problem, man. Thanks for having me.